Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Average Hiker Podcast. I'm Em, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today. So let's get started. Today, I wanted to talk about orienteering. If you don't know what orienteering is, it is the ability to use maps, GPS, compasses, things like that to find your way in the wilderness. Really fun, at least I think so. And it's also a super useful tool that you can take with you every time you go into the wilderness. It's always good to know um, how to get out if you do get into a bad situation, or even how to find interesting features that you wanna go explore. So your old school orienteering was often done with a map and a compass. And actually this is still the way that I prefer to do orienteering today. But that's just me. I think I'm a bit of an old soul, so I I love to have that map with me and use my compass and really get that hands-on feel for the whole process. So you can, of course, purchase maps online or um, at your local outfitters. Um, You know, if you have a local government facility, they might also have cartography, um, maybe topographic maps, city maps, lake maps, land use maps, things like that that you can go and purchase. Um, So there are a lot of different options for purchasing maps if you want to try orienteering out for yourself with the map and compass. Um, But I really like just the simple free way, (laughs) which is uh, taking a screenshot of Google Earth and printing that off. So I've actually used this a couple of times in geology when I was helping out there. One of the first times, I guess, that I got paid to do this was when I was still a student, but I was working in the summer as a field assistant for a postdoctoral researcher. Um, His project was really dealing with different structures in the surrounding area of my hometown here in Sudbury. So we were going out trying to find very specific types of rocks. And the other hard thing is sometimes you can't find rock outcrops. And so outcrop is any rock that's actually up above the ground so you can really easily get to it Um, and so we were trying to find specifically outcrops and specifically outcrops of a certain type so we'd actually taken some satellite images because using those satellite images you can really quickly discern where the outcrop is and where the trees are (laughs) so that gives you a really good starting point you can really move towards those outcrops um, to check those rocks out to solidify that we knew that we were going to the right rocks we overlaid that uh, satellite image with an actual map of the area a geological map of the area so then we could line up which outcrops landed in the correct type of rock that we were looking for and that made our field days a lot easier there was a lot less guesswork Uh, based on the satellite maps we knew how close we could get with the car via roads logging roads things like that and then we knew how far we had to walk to actually get to those outcrops to check them out in person okay so what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take your map and lay it out in front of you and then you take your compass and you line it up so that it's right in line with the north arrow (laughs) on your map and then take the dial in the middle and turn that so that the arrow inside of your compass is facing towards where you want to go. Now you can take your compass off the map and as you're walking you want to make sure that your the spinning arrow inside your compass is now lining up 
with the stationary arrow that's pointing to your objective. And then that's how you can use your compass to get to where you need to go. So you can see this hands-on process. It is pretty fun. Um, you can do some really good exploring this way. And it also has some practical uses. Of course, I mentioned getting out of a bad situation. If you do end up getting stuck somewhere, of course, very helpful. Um, but also really good for exploring. So my sister and her boyfriend, or husband, sorry, <laughs> and you may remember my sister. She was on the podcast doing an episode about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro um, and maybe just a little bit of swearing in that one. <laughs> so if you do listen with children, just FYI. <laughs> um, so anyways, my sister and her husband love to do backcountry canoe trips. They do several every year in the summer. Sometimes they go in the fall and they, they absolutely love it. So they've got all the gear and they've got a really nice light canoe. Um, the one time they were going to this beautiful place called Wolf Lake, which is just outside of our hometown here in Sudbury. And it's a little bit hard to get to. You do have to hire, a, not really a guide, but um, you can hire a car service that will drop you off at the trailhead and then pick you up at the end and then bring you back to your car so you don't have to worry about it. So they'd hired that service and they um, set out and it's about a three to four day trip all in with the return. And my sister was a little concerned when they were going. Um, you know, they knew generally what direction they needed to go in, but she really wanted to make sure that they didn't get lost because they had to meet this car at a certain time on a certain day and they, they really didn't want to cut that time too close. And you know, risk getting stuck out. So I mentioned to her that I could take a, um, a satellite image from Google for her uh, and, you know, teach her how to use a compass because she was a little concerned. She's like, that image is fine, but like, I don't know how to use a compass. Like, I've never really used them. I think, you know, we probably learned how to use compasses when we were um, in, in elementary school at summer camp or something, <laughs> but she couldn't remember anymore. So I, I told her, no problem. You know, we're going to practice a couple times and so that you're comfortable and Nick's comfortable and everybody's good. So that's what we did. I printed off a satellite image of the Wolf Lake area and I made sure to, I just used paint or you could use really any um, like Photoshop or something like that, any imaging program, but I just used paint uh, <laughs> to just put the names of the lakes on so that they knew uh, which lakes they were looking at in the map and printed that off, put that into a freezer bag, Ziploc bag, so that even if, you know, let's say their canoe capsized or it rained or whatever, that their map would still be safe. Uh, so those Ziploc bags are really good for waterproofing. <laughs> Just a little hint. <laughs> and then we practiced with the compass. So I showed her the same trick that I had, uh, I just explained with you. You line up your arrows with north and then you move your dial. Um, Something you have to make sure of is, I believe it's called the inclination. Um, so depending on where you are on planet Earth, it changes uh, your magnetic, just because the Earth is round. And so the poles, as you get closer to the poles, um, it changes how your compass works. So you have to make sure that the degrees are set. Um, but generally, if you buy a compass where you live, or if you buy or if you even just bring a compass into an Outfitters, um, wherever you're hiking, they can probably change that for you. Um, so definitely worth asking somebody about. 
Uh, mine's been set to Sudbury forever, <laughs> so I just leave it and it's fine. Um, even if it's not set, you're still going to get pretty close to where you need to go, at least hopefully close enough that you can kind of see um, which direction you need to be going in and uh, see your landmarks. So for my sister and her husband on this canoe trip, she was a little skeptical about taking this map with her. She was a little worried about her skills, but it all worked out. Um, really well for them actually. When they got back to Sudbury, she told me that they ended up having to use the map several times just to make sure that they were on the right track and she was really happy that she had it with her. It was a really good safety net. Um, you know, when she started to get worried or Nick started to get worried, they could just check the map and confirm, yes, here's this peninsula that we can see on the map and we can see right in front of us, so we are still going in the right direction. So definitely a good idea to learn a little bit about orienteering. And that is the old school, as I mentioned. The new school way is, of course, GPS. <laughs> so you can obviously bring a GPS with you. Um, downsides of GPS, batteries. So definitely bring extra batteries. Maybe bring a couple of, like, several extra batteries, just in case. Um, usually I always have some batteries in my backpack. Even though I don't have a GPS, it's always a good idea, just in case you need them, right? Um, so GPS are really fun as well. Um, a lot of people like using them. A lot of people like to have them as a safety net, again, just in case you think you're getting lost or anything like that. A really, really nice feature for GPS is you can have it track where you're going. So you're at your car and then you hit the track button and you can wander all over the place. And then when you need to get back to your car, you just hit a little button on your GPS, find my car or whatever, and it takes you right back to where you started. So that's a really great feature. Again, if your batteries die and you don't have extra batteries, it's not really going to help you get back to your car. So always bring extra batteries just in case. The other nice thing with the GPS is some of them, like a spot system or something like that, have um, the capability to send out alerts or messages. So this is something that my sister actually uses as well. Her and her husband, her husband does a lot of snowmobiling up here in Canada. So he'll be out for several hours throughout the day. And sometimes he gets stuck or something goes wrong and he does not have cell service most of the places that he goes. So he can send my sister a quick message like stuck in, stuck on a tree, be out soon, home by five, whatever. And then she knows that he's okay. And if anything does go wrong, like critically wrong, and they need search and rescue or anything like that, he's got a button on the GPS that also sends out an alert to search and rescue. So they've got a couple options there, which is really nice. Something else that's interesting with GPS is um, geocaching. So geocaching, though it sounds like geology, is not actually geology related. <laughs> it's geography related. <laughs> and geocaching is just using your GPS to explore around and find different geocache sites. And at these geocache sites, other geocachers will go and they will leave little treasures for you. So usually it's like take a treasure, leave a treasure kind of a thing. And treasures could be anything from like little buttons or um, you know a ball cap from your favorite team or pff, little trinkets, really anything goes with the geocaching. But it is a really fun activity that can get you outside and it's great for all ages. Um, definitely a fun family activity. So if you're looking for some new hobby for your family to take part in, geocaching might be it. <laughs> you do need a GPS though, so that's the only catch. 
Um, I was actually just recently, oh, I can't remember who I was listening to a podcast or reading an article. I digest a lot of information in, in my daily life, as I'm sure most of you do as well. <laughs> There's just so much out there with the internet, right? And I remember seeing there was a gentleman who was really into geocaching and he hid a huge treasure out in the middle of the forest in like the northern United States. And I can't remember exactly where. And people have been trying to find it for years and nobody can find it. But apparently it's full of like jewels and gold and things. <laughs> so there's another motivator to get into orienteering and geocaching is to try to go find that guy's treasure. <laughs> if it hasn't been found already, we'll see. Um, yeah, so uh, I know usually when I'm talking by myself on these podcasts, the episodes are pretty fast. Uh, it's just because I kind of spew out everything that comes into my head. <laughs> it's a little easier to go make nice long episodes for you guys when I have a guest on. Um, we actually have a guest next week. So we've already done the call here on my side. We did the call today um, with my friend Katie, but uh, I need to do some editing and stuff. There was a lot of uh, dogs and cats and <laughs> chaos <laughs> that all of the dogs and cats are really tired right now so now they're being good but during our call earlier they were pretty pretty hectic so we'll see how that audio turned out but I'm really really excited to share that episode with you guys Katie is awesome she is such an awesome outdoors person she actually just got back from a several month long sailing trip with her boyfriend and some of their friends and they went all over the place and saw some beautiful birds and and beautiful sights and things and she she's an avid traveler amazing hiker amazing outdoor adventure woman um so it's gonna be real fun having her on the podcast thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate it if you like this podcast please don't forget to rate and subscribe it helps us get more listeners and helps us to make more podcasts i know i say us but i mean me helps me to make more podcast episodes um as always i would love to hear your stories please feel free to send me an email a facebook message an instagram message or leave a voice recording at anchor.com where i have my where i host my podcast sorry um because i would really love to hear from you guys and i'm just an average hiker i'd love to hear your other crazy hiking stories maybe you're just an average hiker too maybe you have some wild average hiking stories and maybe you're an expert hiker or maybe you're a novice hiker Either way, I want to hear from you. <laughs> um, and as always, go check out the Instagram page, um, Average Hiker Podcast on Instagram, for awesome travel photos and just updates about my dogs and cat. <laughs> and I now have a Facebook page, Average Hiker Podcast on Facebook. So I'm going to be putting up all the same photos there that are on Instagram. So if you're a Facebook person instead of an Instagrammer, there's going to be things for you to go check out. All right. Thanks so much, guys. I hope you have an amazing week and I hope you're staying safe and healthy out there with all of the craziness that's going on. Much love. Bye.